a lot of people who work from home, they could get by in like a small, like 10 by 10 cubby, or they could want a room that's maybe 12 by 12, something similar to the corner office. Or, you know, a lot of them uh, buy uh, products and have sent to their house. So they, they need a spot for, you know, stuff to be dropped off, shipped to. And, and, uh, and, and, and the other thing too, is when you're working at home and, and let's say, you know, before we come out of it, you're working at home, your kids are home too. And who knows how long they're going to be at home, but you got to deal with the sound. And, and when you're, when you're on a zoom meeting or something like that, and your kids are jumping in and out, that may be funny to wa- uh, watch on TV for a little bit, but that, that, that won't work in a corporate environment. You have to have a nice secluded, quiet place. So a lot of people have to have that room located far away from, from where the main family lifestyle is going to be. Hi, and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right, and thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Building Perspective. And this week, I'm super excited to talk about the COVID impact on our floor plans. And uh, there's really nobody else more qualified to do this than uh, our guest this week, Eric Taylor, who is the vice president of design of Frank Betts Associates, an architecture firm out of Atlanta, Georgia. And a lot of our builders and listeners uh, will be very familiar with the Frank Betts team and their products. So Eric, thanks so much for coming on the show and chatting with us. Well, you're very welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Eric, why don't you, uh, just in case uh, someone doesn't know who you guys are, why don't you take a second, tell tell us a little bit about your background and then uh, your companies and what you guys do, what your main focus is, and then we'll just kind of dive in and talk about uh, talk about floor plans for a bit. Okay. Uh, Frank Betts Associates, let me just get a little background, is a 40-year-old company. Uh, we've been around for a long time. We used to service all the major builders, did all their uh, design work, their drafting work, and stuff like that. That's really how we got started 40 years ago. I joined a company 35 years ago, um, worked my way up through just being your, your basic draftsman to being the lead designer for probably over 20 years probably 20, 25 years now. Um, we do mo- mostly pre-designed plans, but we do a large segment of what we do is, is custom design. Um, our target market generally is builders. Uh, we look to service builders, everything they need. We, like I said, being doing what we've done for so long, we understand their, their, the way they think and what they're looking for. Um, you know, so that, that's, pretty much what we do is design plans. The pre-design is what we're known for. And like I said, we work with builders constantly to help improve their portfolios all the time. Yeah. And, and so, and that's why I felt like this was going to be such a great conversation um, (laughs) diving in because you guys, you do work so heavily with home builders and markets all across the country. Um, And we know that how those, those consumer 
trends or requests what they're looking for can and can vary uh, market by market right so you know if you're in the south it's been a like hey we want a covered patio area or you know if you're in the northwest it's it, it may be it may be something a little different and, and each thing tweaks based on based on the market that we're in and so you guys having such a broad footprint um really lends itself to a, a really wide scope of information and so Really what we want to talk about today, and I, I'm really interested to hear your take on how, how do we feel like, or do you feel like, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, do you feel like this this whole COVID era with stay-at-home orders, um, whether it was short-lived in your area or still going on in certain areas of the country, what type of impact do you see from your all's perspective and, and, and what you're looking for? on maybe the type of floor plan or the offering um, that maybe a home builder should be looking at for themselves? Well, I think you touched on it before. One of the things we see is a big, big, big push to have a home office located in the house. And, you know, like in the past, it was always taking that what was an, uh, let's say a living room and putting some French doors on it. And that, that's what you're yeah. calling your home office. And But now the way people live... <clears throat> We're seeing much uh, a bigger push to to different designs where the home office may be in that living room, but then it may have a, a small cubby located in a house that could be like the the, the home management area, uh, or it could be somewhere totally located different in the house. Let's say in a bonus space, um, or even a detached garage, or different places. Like it depends on the need of the person who's going to be working from home. And being that now even my company, probably 75% of our employees work remotely. And I anticipate mm -hmm. that to continue forward after we come out of this. Uh, I just think that's a huge game changer in the way things are being done. Oh, I mean, totally agree. You've got, and you've got companies, Twitter, Facebook, these, these Palo Alto, you know, tech companies out in San Francisco where that area has become the most expensive place to live in the country. And they're now telling their people that you're, Hey, you're going to be able to work from home forever. And so who's to say that those people, if they're making 150 grand a year in San Francisco area, um, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to, or they're not going to want to relocate to somewhere to Nevada or Texas somewhere or Florida or Atlanta or, you know, or, fill in the blank where that $150,000 a year goes a lot further than it does out on the West coast. Or even you think about New York city or, you know, some of these more expensive urban areas in the Northeast that really frees up how people and where people can live, which then really dictates the layout, right? Like what you have to have, um, when it comes to, to the house. And I, and I think that this is one of the areas that we can, is when I say we, the collective we of the new home industry can really just destroy existing homes on the market. Because now you're talking about building a floor plan that unless you gut this house, strip it down to the studs and completely remake a floor plan, that is, tr these are truly things that a used home just can't compete with. 
Do you agree? I totally agree. You know, as I spoke with you earlier, we talked about uh, when the downturn hit back in, let's say, 2007, 2008, we saw a major reassessment of lifestyle in rooms and stuff like that. And this is just taking it to that next level. Uh, whereas like in, in my, my general market, which is Metro Atlanta, we see a lot of people who were uh, the younger generation that were really um, – dead set on living within the perimeter, uh, the, the perimeter mm. of Atlanta area. And, and, and now with, with COVID hitting and, and, and people being a little concerned about being around large groups and stuff, uh, they're becoming more apt to want to move out further. Um, mm-hmm. and they're fine with that. And, uh, so now, um, where you would be working with a small area, they're, 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 they're more open to creating something new just for them per their lifestyle. Uh, and, and, and that's where we see things going really. What it's interesting. What shift did you see in the 08 era, um, and floor plan and lifestyle? Oh, we noticed, uh, you know, like, like I, uh, we, we saw whereas if you were to sit in your in your house at that time and, and if you could add a dollar amount to each room in your house based on your mortgage and you'd sit there and you'd look at that dining room and you'd say, you know, I'm paying $300 a month for that room I don't even use. Uh, what if I got rid of that room or, uh, you know, and then there's another room in the house I don't even use. What if I got rid of that? Uh, so that mentality is there's so much area in this house that we do not use, um, how can I redesign it in my next home? What would I do differently? So we see a lot of consolidating and and reassessment. Now adding this work from home uh, idea into the mix has really changed it as well. And even with that, one one size fits all for home office is, is not true. There are so many, you know, now with so many people that, you know, you watch Shark Tank and you're creating your own work and home environment. A lot of people who work from home, they could get by in like a small, like 10 by 10 cubby, or they could want a room that's maybe 12 by 12, something similar to the corner office. Or, you know, a lot of them uh, buy uh, products and have sent to their house. So they, they need a spot for, you know, stuff to be dropped off, shipped to. And and uh, and, and, and the other thing, too, is when you're working at home and, and let's say, you know, before we come out of it, you're working at home, your kids are home, too. And who knows how long they're going to be at home. But you got to deal with the sound and, and when you're, when you're on a zoom meeting or something like that, and your kids are jumping in and out, that may be funny to wa- uh, watch on TV for a little bit, but that, that, that won't work in a corporate environment. You have to have a nice secluded, quiet place. So a lot of people have to have that room located far away from, from where the main family lifestyle is going to be. So, you know, one size fits all doesn't fit for home office. It really is, is just a lifestyle thing. Yeah. You touched on that right when we first started chatting, which was, you know, Hey, it was basically the old, the old formal living room that, you know, your mom and dad or grandparents or whatever used to have. And you weren't allowed to go in that room because it was the formal room and don't sit on that couch. It's covered in plastic. Uh, but, but now we're like, Oh, we don't need that. We don't need that space anymore. Now we'll just call that. We'll make that same room and call it a study. And it's, like the evolution, it's like we got really fancy with our floor plans. You're like, oh, well, this isn't a formal living room anymore. It's a study. And like you said, we just slapped some French doors on it. And it was the same daggone room as it was before, same spot in the house. But when you think about 
the location and the privacy and like you talked about the audible privacy of where it is, especially when there's other people in the house, that that room, that location isn't as valuable anymore when you've got kids in the house or you have another spouse or significant other that's in the home that's also working from home. Like, cause you're not sharing, a, you're not sharing a 12 by 12 office off the foyer. Um, like even I, I was just sharing the story with a builder partner of ours, um, this morning on, on a call and we we're talking about this. And so, and, uh, the house that we bought was my, you know, the builder that I worked for, it was, it was, I bought one of our homes. And so we had a few, uh, inventory homes on this, on the street when we were relocating to Raleigh, we were looking at the home that we bought, the one we live in now, and then the home next door. And the home next door, what was the draw to me was, hey, that that home has the has a first floor study, like we were just kind of talking about. Um, and But at the time, I was like, I don't really need a first floor study. I don't work from home. And the, it, to me, it was more important. We essentially took that first floor study in the other floor plan and reallocated that space to an extra bedroom because all of our family lives out of town. So like, Hey, having that extra bedroom is more ideal for us. Well, fast forward years. And now here, you know, I now work from home, but I was able to take a space in my house that was a, a actually a, a large walk-in closet on the third floor of our home um, and convert that to an actual office. And that actually works better for us now because it's up out of the way of everything and even with the kids being home from school during COVID and stay at home, it's not been an interruption to my working hours and my working capability because they can't hear me and I can't hear them. So I think as we look at this like pure location and this, I just think it can really change and re, really reallocate the use of space within the same, you know, within the same building envelope. Do do you agree? Totally. And, and, and like I said, we've, we've had some clients that actually, when they work out of their house, they actually, um, actually bring clients to their, to their location to meet with them and their, yeah. their desires, they need outside access so that when mm. somebody comes by, they don't walk through their family home to get to their office. They walk in a side entrance and they have, let's say a back set of stairs going to the space above their garage and in that space, they'll have a, a mini conference room and a shut off office. So it's actually like its own uh, office off site, but it's above their garage. And and then they also, too, they're the kind of have to have something shipped to their house. So they've got an additional bay in their garage set up that they could receive shipments, too. So it, it, it's, it, you know, it's that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit where, you're, you're, you're finding new ways to make uh, your space work for your new job and, and then the demands of that job. Yeah. And so are, is that something like that type of layout? Is that something that you guys already have in your like arsenal or is that something that you're because of this, you're making sure you have a, maybe a larger presence in um, based on the, the, the upcoming need? Like how are you guys looking at that and what are you doing to prepare for that? We're, we're now <clears throat> starting to add some plans that have those kind of features in them. We have a few already and uh, there have been some that built as model homes before and, and done exactly that way. Um, and we had a lot of interest The people who've seen the plan built and call us up and say, Hey, what else do you have like that? Um, mm -hmm. We do have a lot of existing plans. One of the things 
probably about 10 years ago, we saw a big desire was a master down with an additional bedroom down. Um, and we've now taken that plan and that additional bedroom down is, is, is the guest room when some people come and visit. But that, that additional bedroom down, um, a lot of builders want to say, hey, give me an option, a little window to the side so I could offer it to my clients that convert that into a home office. Show me how that'll work as a home office. And so we've done little changes to, uh, to our plans to allow for that and easily convert back to that guest room when uh, when family come to visit. So it, it, it hasn't been a stretch to create that type of home office. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's different ones. Like, you know, uh, especially in our ranch plans, which are very popular, um, the ranch plans, you got all that bonus space up in these big, big roof lines that we have. And, and above the garage always works really well. Uh, we generally, when we design our ranch plans, we like to locate most of our finished space um, above the living area because the heat loss heat gain going up and down and and uh and then we we've now been converting more of the space over to the garage as that home office mm-hmm. um and then some people who have are fortunate to have the topo for a basement any spot in a basement will will work as well sure yeah so um it's a couple things i think it's interesting one um i want to hit on looking should we be looking at just the simple naming convention of some of the existing rooms that we have in our floor plan are, you know, in our, in our lineup. That's one thing I want to talk about. Um, and, and the other one is the open concept um, and, and how alive that may still be because we're doing some interviews, some buyer interviews, people that are in the market during COVID have purchased during this, like, and understanding why did you continue to move forward uh, and be, did your criteria for a floor plan change? And one of the things that came up was, uh, and from one customer was actually, you know, I had this wide open floor plan and now both myself and my spouse are working from home and like completely wide open doesn't work for us anymore. Like we need some separate space. So I want to talk about that, but should we be, should we be looking at like just even purely from a marketing perspective, the naming convention of what we're calling some rooms like perfect example. A lot of times as a builder, you know, we've got that, you go up the f- flight of stairs, you go up say the second floor. And there's a lot of times that little area up front, that's a, a larger landing area that you can't use as a room. Uh, you can't wall it off. Um, and it's kind of most of the time, it's really kind of a wasted space. You can dress it up with some built-ins or something around the windows, but we call it loft. You know, that's our default. I think sometimes that can be our default answer for, hell, I don't know what to say this is. So we're just going to stamp loft on this room. Um, but what if we were looking at renaming some of these? What if that was now your your yoga studio or your, you know, an area like a little small open uh, home gym where you could put a treadmill or a Peloton bike or, you know, whatever it may be. Do you think that there's some validity there of like, let's look at how we can even start by just renaming from a marketing perspective our floor plans yeah we what we've done is we just throw the catch-all phrase flex room out there and Mm -hmm. then and then you at that point you need to have uh 
explanation on what it could be for different situations. Like you said, if it's a gym, you got to be able to show how it could work as a gym. If it's an office, you got to show how it could work as an office. And just what it, it, you're trying to give a product to a builder so that wh- whatever client he has come in there, uh, you've got all the, uh, the I's dotted, T's crossed. You've got options for every one of those clients coming in on why that house will work for them. And so, yeah, we try to think of those flex spaces in our houses. A lot of times we have that, the old dining room and people are, you know, one person may come in and, and they, they still want that dining room. They're holding on to it. So mm-hmm. it's a dining room. And then that, that could be the home office or that could be that yoga studio, or it could be a lot of things, but have explanations on what those rooms could be. And you're right. We have always had the additional little spaces here and there. And if you could create, a space for it and, and, and learn a way to, to, to come, come up with a creative name that does work, I think for marketing purposes. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think showing, Hey, this is a flex space and showing on paper or on the screen, what, how you can, what, how you can do or, or turn that flex space into a real usable space, but naming it, you know, like, and again, I'm using these, these are things that are fresh on my mind, but you know, Hey, this is our yoga studio option. This is our home gym option. This is our, our, uh, private home, uh, you know, private home office option, you know, showing how it could work. Um, and in, and I know this isn't necessarily floor plan specific, like talk about the floor plan layout, but as you're going through this going, Hey, if this is your home office, you may want to consider we've got some sound dampening drywall options that you can put in this room. That's going to help deaden the sound, you know, and give you that audible privacy or just, I think there's so much that we can do even with our existing lineup to really showcase that we've got something different than what people are think that's out there. Right. And, you know, with the amount of builders we work with, a lot of times, you know, we, we will offer new plans for them to look at and review and see if one of them may work for them. But a lot of times uh, we're, we're, we're teaching them how to take the existing plan that's in their portfolio and rework it and create these options. So, you know, the, the house has got curb appeal and people still love that plan. It's just take that plan and make it, um, be able to work with a lot more people. How can you do that and still keep that that same house plan that seems to work over and over and over? And at that point too, you know all the numbers on that house. You built it over and over and over. That's a great thing to know. But to give them the options to work on that existing plan, that's a lot of things we've been doing as well. Yeah, totally. So do you see any change or I mean, do you predict any changes to the desire of that quote unquote open floor plan where it's just literally wide open. Now people are like, Hey, I like some open, but I, I still, I need some privacy now. I yeah, I, I don't know. I, is it too early to tell, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's something that you guys are looking at or, you know, make recommendations. Uh, I have not heard one single client want, anything more closed in, uh, exact opposite. I see more desire to have the openness because, you know, even at that point, the one thing you always want is your house to feel bigger than it really is. And one, one way to achieve that is to open it up more often. It's just these new rooms that we're talking about is how to locate that so that it doesn't deter that open feeling. Um, move those rooms to the perimeter, keep that open space wide open. Um, 
you know, a lot of times I equate that sometimes when I hear people talk about wanting to close things in, I equate that to fashion designers telling you that, oh, something else is new and this is old. And, and, I, and <laughs> I always equate that to them just trying to sell a new product. Um, not necessarily that that's a trend. Like I said, I, sure. from, from what I understand from all our builders that we deal with, that that's that has not been a request. Yeah. Okay. Good. It'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how it plays out. Now, when we talk about one of the things you're talking about, you know, showcasing what those rooms, how they can how they can function within the floor plans. One of the things you had mentioned to me too was really like showcasing even even wiring even down to the wiring packages. Um, what, what, what do you, what do you mean by when you're talking about really focusing in on, um, even updating wiring packages? I, I, th- I think a lot of times people's, uh, computer stuff, the, the equipment that they have requires certain kind of wiring and stuff like that. And cat five and whatever. And, and, yeah. and I think that's just a discussion to have with the builder to say, have this ready with your, your uh, low voltage person being ready to put this in for that special buyer, or maybe even put it into that flex room with the knowledge that, Hey, that, that may be what this room is. It may be the home office and this person needs that kind of wiring. So it's, it's just kind of thinking ahead for that buyer. Like I said, trying to make, make a reason why every house that you have can fit every buyer that comes in there, how you can manipulate to give them what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, are you seeing, um, we talked about, you know, we've talked a lot about the inside of the house, but what about the outside, right? Like what about that really extending the inside living to the outdoors? And that's something that I know marketing purely from a marketing perspective during like the peak of the stay at home, whenever it was like everybody was on lockdown and like, golly, I wish I had at least like an area where I could go hang outside and feel like I was getting some fresh air. Um, are you guys looking at and seeing or focusing on really kind of revamping what that outside, taking the inside outside basically is what, what we're getting at. Yeah, it's it's huge. We, we've about every new plan that we put out now has a very very large uh, outdoor living space, and and, and it's so big that it'll it'll be almost two rooms together. It'll be like a, a outdoor dining space and an outdoor living space, and it's usually mm-hmm. covered. It has the option to be screened, and in most cases, I, I design in an area that would be an outdoor built-in grill space that you could put a, mm. a refrigerator in and and uh, a sink. And, you know, there's always room on the wall, too, for that TV to be put out there as well. So you can, you know, enjoy the game on a nice crisp night. You can sit outside and watch it. Used to, um, the demand for houses with front porches, people always had that belief that they they would, they loved a big front porch and they were going to sit on that porch and they were going to wave at their neighbors and, and everything was going to be great they never thought about that private area in the back and and now that mentality has changed where yes we still have a covered area at the front but more emphasis is take that that expense of that big wraparound porch take the expense and put it on the rear of the house where you're going to get more use out of it where you could sit there and your kids could play in the backyard and you don't have to worry about them running in the road uh right. you could grill out and and you know here's the thing too because of the COVID-19, 
everybody's cooped up at home. It's, it's kind of like that place that, Hey, we want to escape from the house. So let's just step outside in the back. Let's live yeah. in our little covered area. So it's another escape area within the house to go to. And really there's not a whole bunch you're doing, um, to create that space. Um, and it's just create the space and show that buyer how to use it. Yeah. And I think that's important too, because when we look at, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the, when you get into the production or semi-production arena, you know, a lot of times you get constricted with lot width and, and even sometimes depth, because if you're trying to build a 40 to 45 foot wide product, that's typically means that the house is going to be, you know, 60 to 75 feet deep. And, uh, you know, you're getting into like, how far do I go into easements? How much backyard am I eating up by going way far out on the, on the rear, on the rear deck. But like even focusing in on, if you know, you're going to be tight on uh, lot space, you know, how do we make it, how do we make it where we can pull some of that indoor or that outdoors into the building envelope itself? So it doesn't eat up the entire backyard and we can still carry some of that inside outside. Um, I, I think that one of the things that we've heard, especially in like the urban areas, the people that are renting is really, really wishing that they had some outdoor space that they could go in with some privacy. Yeah, I mean that's you know everything that we're doing is going towards that that outdoor living space, and it, it like I said it's it's it, you know in our situation too we're not just applying a big covered spot area on the back we're recreating in in most of our plans like I said I've been designed so many with just one dining area not a dining room and a breakfast room but a big dining area that'll accommodate mm-hmm. the big table for let's just say your Thanksgiving dinner with the family and, and Easter and Christmas and all that. But also just in your casual area is at the big islands in the kitchen, but design the kitchen dining space. So that it has a, a giant outside wall where you could put that big sliding window. Uh, one of the things we're getting so many people coming in and saying, look, I, I don't care how much it costs. I want that big sliding unit on the back of my house. It's such a big impact statement feature that they're willing to pay the extra several thousand dollars uh, to get that big 16 foot, uh, 18 foot wide, four part sliding door. Um, yeah. And 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 it, and it just just throw it wide open. It feeds out into the backyard, and it's it, it at that point the dining kitchen becomes one with that outdoor space. So it's like a big yep. giant room at that point, but it's not just design outdoor space, but design that back wall or the opening to that space as one. Yeah. yeah and it, I think, I mean, it makes the home feel actually like it's got more square footage too, because that's actual usable space. And I think it, it doesn't make that perceived, all right, well, this is the outside and this is the inside and that part doesn't count in the livability of the house. I mean, we have off the back of our house, we have um, a covered screened deck. that's about 12 feet off the ground below. And then, you know, we expanded um, the uncovered deck uh, to the, basically go all the way over to the other side of the home goes. So our, our, our deck goes, our deck slash uncovered deck essentially stretches the full width of the house. And so like on the uncovered part, we have a, a really large table and umbrella and chairs and two grills. And, you know, then the inside is, 
sectionals and we have a couple of recliners and tables and stuff, all outdoor stuff out there. And honestly, that's part of the, it's like for us, it's like one of the, our, the most favorite rooms of our house. Um, especially like when we're really focused in and have been focused in on kind of chilling out at home and not trying to go as many places I, for us, that's been a saving grace. Yes. It's, it's wonderful. And anything to get outside with fresh air, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And eating outside is becoming more joyful. <clears throat> I mean, I, I like anytime I can get outside and, and eat dinner is, is just way better than sitting inside. So yeah, we, we use ours kind of the same way you do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Eric, um, really quick, just like, so you mentioned at the top of the episode, you know, you guys do some consulting or, or you meet with people and talk through what their floor plans are. I want to make sure I give um, everybody an opportunity. So if they, if they wanted to, you know, as we kind of wrap up here is if they wanted to reach out and chat with you or your team, um, do you, so what type of ways do, um, do you guys work with, work with builders? Oh, yeah. I mean, we meet, we like to meet with them. And like I said, we'll work within your portfolio. If you've got your plans, we'd be more than happy to sit down with you and meet and, and show you what we could add. Uh, you know, now so often we have a lot of builders that, that keep a, a draftsman on uh, staff and it's just your basic mm-hmm. drafting, draw whatever you want. And they need some more design input and stuff like that. We uh, meet with people a lot to, to sit down and help them change their portfolio, make sure they got plans and all the square footages that uh, separated apart, make sure they've got, um, you know, the right ranch for, for that market or, or two story mm-hmm. or plans like that. Uh, and also too, if they don't have that particular house, uh, we may have it in our inventory. We give them a, a low cost option of uh, licensing one of our plans and putting it in their portfolio. Uh, mm-hmm. We could design new elevations for that. Um, and, and, and also too, if, if there's something very unique that they need, uh, we do new home design as well from, from scratch. So uh, we pretty much do it all. And, and are you able to work with someone if they have some really specific needs going into say a new project and they're like, Hey, I'm really limited on lot size here. Here's my building pad envelope. Um, you know, do you, you're, 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 you guys can sit down with them and kind of work through what those requirements are and either see a, how can you retrofit some of the stuff that's existing in your lineup or B let's create a new, a flat out new series to that's specific for you know the lot restrictions or the lot lot pad restrictions that you may have yeah we're we're quite used to working within confined constraints that builders have whether it's 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 like inside uh you know the city limit type stuff where it's a little small postage stamp type lots we could work with that we could work with uh moving out a little bit further and you just have the sky's the limit and you want to take that 2,000 square foot house and make it look like a 4,000 square foot house so yeah. uh you know we 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 used to working with builders to uh, change things up uh no matter where they're building yeah well and i can attest i mean when i was at you know over at royal oaks homes you know we actually used to uh work with you guys and and buy plans out of your lineup. And we really felt like those were really scalable because it's one thing you go out to, like I'd go out to the Pacific coast builder conference out in San San Diego or San Francisco, and you go tour some of the homes out there. And, you know, when you've got 
you know, three or four million dollars to work with and you've got, you know, these gigantic wide home sites and it's really hard to take some of that stuff that you see out there and it doesn't scale to affordability. And I think that you guys do a really, really great job of offering some of some scalability based on the lot restrictions and lot needs that you have. So, or that builders have. So I, uh, I'd highly recommend it. And from personal, personal recommendation, uh, doing business with Frank Betts is, um, it, it always worked well for us. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So real quick, what is the best way if someone wanted to reach out to you guys, um, or to you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you could email me at etaylor at frankbetts.com. Or you and that's could, Betts with a Z. That is correct. B-E-T-Z. Uh, or you could you could give us a call at our office. It's uh, 770-431-0888. And we are located in Woodstock, Georgia, which is a suburb northwest of Atlanta. Yep. And uh, I've got family that live in Woodstock, so it's a, that's a great area. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, but here's the thing with, with modern way of working with people, you know, we work digitally with so many builders where we don't have to meet. We can meet, you know, like I said, uh, uh, the conversations over the phone or email. So, you know, if you're on the other side of the country, that's fine. We can work with people like that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Eric, I really appreciate your time and coming on and chatting with us about kind of the, the evolution of what we expect to see from floor planes, the impact that COVID is going to have um, or is currently having on our lineup as an industry. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be really exciting to see how, how this progresses. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to chat with us. You're very welcome. Thank you, Matt. All right. Thanks, Eric. Have a great one. You too.